Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. It is good to see you all. It is good to hear you all. I um, am thrilled to see you all. I, I'm actually really grateful that Bowser's here today. There is redemption for you, Bowser. I see that uh, Sasuke and Kakashi's here today, too. There is redemption for you as well. Um, and then all the fairy tales, the, uh, the fairy princesses, the fairy um, in the room, all the superheroes, it's good to see you all. Uh, oh, also, um, if you need any assistance, we've got Target and Costco reps here <laughs> that can help you. Um, I love seeing the costumes. As we um, get started, you're going to get a little glimpse to what the back looks like when I'm teaching all the kids. And they do an incredible job sharing their thoughts, asking questions, and reading along with me. So on the slide, there are red words that come up, and my friends know that when red words are there, that's their job to read. And so when you see red words, read with me, all right? Okay, so... Many of us know that the dark can be scary. I'm 38 years old, and I still get a little nervous when I see the dark. Because in the dark, we can't see anything. But we sure believe that some kind of creepy, horrible, or dangerous monster is lurking in that darkness. However, we can simply turn on the light and defeat the darkness by letting the light show us that there's nothing scary in that dark corner. But what if the darkness is in our minds? What if it's in our thinking? What if it's the things that we believe, which are also scary and dangerous? Here's a question for you, my friends who are little and adults. When you've done something that you weren't supposed to do, how do you feel? And then what do you do after that? I usually feel bad about myself, and then I try to hide from others and from God. So the, the little friends, they know this story already because I've told them. But when I was in second grade, we were getting ready for church like this morning, and it was a sunny day, and some of my siblings were already playing outside. And so I was getting ready. Oh, sorry. Some of my siblings were playing outside. So I was getting ready to go and join them. And there are a couple steps in the front door, just like here. And I ran out, and I tripped, and I fell, and I scraped my knee. And there was definitely blood on my knee. My mom and dad saw it later. And I was like, Mom and Dad, my knee's bleeding. And I think it was my mom. She was like, you know, she was like, how did this happen? And then I was like, my sister pushed me down the stairs. And then my sister was like, what? And then I was like, she did. She pushed me down and then I fell and that's how I got the bloody knee. So then my dad, my parents started lecturing my sister and then we had to stop. We had to make an extra stop to get Band-Aid and I didn't tell them the truth. I didn't tell my parents that I fell and tripped over because I thought they were going to get upset with me. So instead, I blamed my innocent sister who did nothing. 
I knew it was a lie. And I avoided my sisters and I avoided my parents like the rest of the time. I was like, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Um, and it was a secret that I held on to for a long time. I didn't tell my parents. I just, told, I just asked my sister like a couple years ago. I was like, do you remember when I tripped and fell and I blamed you? And she was like, I don't remember that. And I was like, "Woo! well, I did blame you and I'm sorry. And then I was like, will you forgive me? And she said, yes. In the story that we just heard about the younger son and the older son and the dad, we learned that the younger son wanted his dad's money. He left his dad to do whatever he wanted, and then he spent all the money on his friends and his, and his fun. Then when he grew lonely and hungry, he started to feel worthless. While he was sitting with the pigs, he felt sorry for himself. But he also started thinking clearly, and then he remembered the pleasant life he had with his dad. Life was really good with his dad. So he got up, and he decided he's going to return to his dad. And here was his plan. He gave himself a little pep talk. He rehearsed. He was like, okay. I'm going to return to my dad, not as a son, but as a servant. And he thought his plan was the best because he believed in his mind and in his heart that what he did was so bad, he couldn't be a son anymore. When we believe lies, we start to see God differently. And we start to live in fear. We become afraid of what we did, what we saw, and what we heard. And then we tell ourselves, I did something really bad. God saw what I did. He sees everything. He's mad at me. God can't forgive me. He's going to punish me instead. And then we become scared of God. And we stay far, far away from God just like what I did with my sister, just like what I did with my parents. Right after the son had his idea, he practiced what he would say. He was like, okay, when I see him, when I see my dad, I'm going to go straight up to him and I'm going to say, dad, I know what I did. I broke God's heart. I broke your heart too. I don't deserve to be a son anymore. Make me your servant. You see, when we believe lies, we forget who we are. But that's not true. We are not servants. We are God's children. You see, when the younger son returned to dad's house, what happened? The dad was actually watching, looking for his son. The dad saw his son far, far away, ran towards his son, and then hugged and kissed him. Friends, when we are stuck in a lie, we have to turn to the truth. The truth is who God is. God is our creator and father. Read this next bullet, the second bullet. He loves us. No matter what we've done, he forgives us. 
He wants to be with us today and forever and ever. When we are stuck in a lie in our minds or in our heart, we have to turn back to the truth, the truth of who we are. Read this with me. We are precious. We are priceless. We are loved beyond measure. When the father hugs his son, the first thing the young says is what he practiced. Dad, what I did broke God's heart. It broke your heart too. I don't deserve to be your son. Make me your servant instead. And what does the dad say? The dad, the dad doesn't say like, yes, you will become my servant. Actually, the worst servant, go clean the toilet. The dad does not say that. Instead, the dad says, servants, come. Bring the best clothes. Bring the shiny ring. Let's kill the biggest cow. Eat some steak and celebrate. And then he says, this is the dad. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. You see, the father never blames the younger son or shames him because this dad is a compassionate father. He loves his son. Compassion means to have a soft and gentle heart. In this story, the younger son is all of us. And in this story, the dad is God. Lies come they will come, and they're going to feel like monsters because they are. They grow bigger and bigger in the dark. They are terrifying. They can feel terrorizing. They can imprison us and trample us. When we are in the dark, it does feel scary. It does feel lonely. How do we escape the darkness in our minds, the darkness in our hearts? What can we do? when we get stuck in the dark. We have to do what the younger son did. Get up, go back to the Father. God, our Father, will run to us and hug us, and God reminds us who we really are, his most loved child. Adults, when you find yourself battling with darkness in your mind and heart, kids, when you're holding on to secrets because you're afraid somebody will get really, really mad, turn back to our Father. Turn back to God. Thank you all.